All right, welcome to the show. This is Podcast Mark, where I invite my friends on to talk about random stuff. Uh, sometimes it intersects with marketing, AI, and business, and other times it's just about uh, biohacking and staying alive. So, welcome, Aton. <laughs> yeah, no, great to be here. I'm super excited. Um, uh, I think been yeah. Well, you're one of my first guests. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. Aton on, he's cool. He goes through a lot of crap. And uh, you know, <laughs> we get to talk about it. Yeah, that's uh, that sounds about right. That sounds like me. <laughs> so how's uh, how's this year gone? We're at the end of 2023. I think we're in between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, good time for reflection. So what's uh, what are you thinking about? Yeah, I mean this year has been quite the whirlwind. Um, you know, a lot of new. You know, and building from business to family. You know, my son is turning two, so it was Ooh. his kind of um, second. You know, <laughs> second year. We're going through all of that and continuing to learn all of that. Um, you know, going through business and learning the best way to grow because I've only gone on to build my business about two years ago as well when he was born. Right. Mm. So it's been a kind of a continuous continuous uh, refining and learning and building so because naturally you know starting a business when your first son is born is a great idea (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny because i have my uh you know my my set let's see cousins and then my in-laws they have a bunch of young kids between that two and like six mark and it totally reminds me of Mm. that phase my kids are 10 and 11 now but back then i was like man that was so much work. That was a solid half a decade of just nonstop work. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's exciting. It's, you know, scary. It's fun. It's, uh, you know, it's all the, all of the above and all of those things. And, you know, those of us who kind of want to be good at everything, it's, you know, it becomes very apparent that you really have to choose where to put your focus. <laughs> you have no idea what you're doing. Is that, is that what you learned? Cause <laughs> that's what I learned. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, courses and things and pretty much like anything what's pretty fun it's you know you you can learn all you want but when you're actually doing stuff is when you like oh none of that mattered that much okay <laughs> cool good to know <laughs> it's so funny because well you, what, i think what you learn is that you know every single kid has their own personality and they might not fit any of the rules that you learned in books or talking to other parents even like it's just uh every person's super unique and right I was going to go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's been definitely every day, the, the learning of, you know, that anyone could say anything at the end of the day. It's when you're, <laughs> when you're trying to put him to sleep, that's when you'll learn what works and doesn't yeah. work for him. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because usually the really judgmental people where they're like, well, when I have kids, I'm going to blah, 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 blah. And you're like, okay, let me know how that goes. Because unless, and some, some of them get lucky and they have like a kid that's just super easy, but most of the time, no, it's not going to go how you plan. And it's going to be harder than you thought. And the problems that you thought you were going to have, you might not have, and you might have a whole different set of, uh, of stuff. So yeah, it's a good, good learning lesson. And then the business side, you know, that's, that's really hard. Cause I'm, I, I want to tell you like, oh, well, the first two years are the worst, but now it's like, no, you're just getting into the hard. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I'm taking it, you know, one, one step at a time there, but I, you know, I'm, I am, I feel like I've been very lucky though, because um, very quickly I decided to just listen to people who have done this well, or have put stuff together that I can model from. And I think that's been a, um, a really big aha for me as a whole from the beginning was model what works, 
only do what works. Don't start to think you're smarter than it. Um, just do what's worked and then work within it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think um, just be open, you know, take advice and don't uh, yeah. assume, you know, anything is, I think the older I've gotten, the more I've kind of adopted that, like, maybe I don't know anything about this. <laughs> that was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely taken the much more the liberty of, I have the right to not have an opinion <laughs> type of situation yeah. or not, or not think about certain things. Um, well, I listen to every. Uh, yeah, especially for people who've been there. Um, you know, if they've been, if they've actually done what you know, what I was looking to do, is where it's became apparent that okay, there's actually real advice out there that's really practical, and I should at least do you know attempt to do the advice before yeah, trying yeah. to make my own rules. That makes a ton of sense. I love that. Well, and that openness helps you in uh, in business too, I'm sure. So let's let's talk about that. Let's talk uh, sure. 2023 because I think we both went through a bunch of interesting things happening. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about your biggest yeah. win. Yeah. <laughs> biggest win is definitely stems from my absolute, you know, loving relationship to the digital marketer community. Um, I will say that. I mean, and it relates obviously to you and to, um, and to everyone there as far as just really applying the things from there and, you know, the opportunities that open for me to speak in traffic and conversion in uh, January, uh, which I think is definitely a major, major win for my, um, you know, journey and uh, growing in, in my field and, and what I hope to accomplish. I love that. Well, I love that as part of, uh, you know, what you've done. Because when we first talked, I think we first talked on a podcast, wasn't it? Like maybe. Uh, yeah. Well, well. Yeah. Yeah, that was the pod. We first had a podcast. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, and that was was that this year? That was no. This was uh, last year, I think. Q okay. two, I think, just about the beginning of last year, and then I came to speak at the agency, the live yeah. talk mm-hmm. we did, um, which I think was last year. But time is now beginning to. <laughs> oh man, I don't, I don't know what year yeah. it is or month. Like you've having to check the date lately where i'm kind of like i don't i'm something. pretty sure i'm, I'm like 90 percent sure it was last year <laughs> <laughs> what, what the day is uh yeah. well we have that in two weeks so that's uh that's huge but I, I will say you know you getting involved in the community and this goes for you know anybody who's trying to establish themselves as an authority within a market if you just pick a community just say hey i'm gonna join this one community and i'm gonna crush it you'll make way more progress than trying to be like multiple places that is such a it's that's it i mean and what's weird is it happened so naturally it wasn't my intention like initially uh like i just i kind of came in and i was like okay i'm gonna listen that was number one uh and two when i actually started to interact with the community members and kind of hey you know I, i saw you talked about this thing and i just started to get resources from them it made me realize that all these awesome brilliant people want to support each other there and i was like i'm actually gonna for the first time in the first community i'm gonna do my best to, yeah. to help others in that community like those who are helping me in that community and it really made me want to share things and and really use things and of course you put the ultimate um uh, uh you know you you've after our first op- episode you decided to have a, a series Oh, with right. us and that digital marketer which basically meant dude you better get some progress every three months because this is a quarterly thing <laughs> you <laughs> better get update. something to talk about <laughs> what did you do 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's fine. I think yeah. around that time, you were one of the first people I even pitched that to because I, I was thinking, I'm like, man, you know, it's nice having the people on, but the episodes are short. You can't really cover much of anything. Mm. Uh, but if we did the series, then we could say, okay, let's see the progression and, and how you kind of developed and you're applying the tools. So I think for now, like that's, that's my biggest goal for next year is like, Hey, how many things have I learned over the last several years that I've never tried, you know, I've talked about and, you know, right. seen the result of, but I've never actually done it for my business. So sure. I'm, uh, I'm trying to, I, all your stuff too. Cause I know, you know, one of the, my favorite things that you talked about was actually the, uh, the event management, the, the mm. launch for one of the spas. And I was like, yeah, that's perfect. Like that's something I can try. <laughs> it's super fun too. I mean, it's a, it's just a, one of those things. That's what I, I've been trying to go a lot towards. How can we have like a lot of fun and get the results mm. versus just like another thing on my computer? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I think, <laughs> I think the experience side of it, that's what everybody's into now. And it was kind of driven by Damien Too Loud. Damien Too Loud. I'll cut that out. <laughs> uh, but the, uh, yeah, the event side, the experience, I think that's that's going to be the future of all marketing and business in general, because I think everybody's kind of tired of the impersonal the yes. commodities, the, you know, kind of just buying crap and whatever comes from i you know it's it's incredible to me and i've worked very closely with a man who you know was the ceo and founder of a, of a major kind of entity and he was just so angry all the time about people commoditizing everything and like mm. no one can answer a phone for customer service and no one everything is moving and it's so fascinating to see even more and more tools are being developed in that direction for just have your ai assistant this have the this that and this and it's just all being automated when in reality what we're craving more and more of which is why we've seen direct mail right mm. start to come make a comeback is this kind of personal you know nostalgic almost oh a mail for me right that's why it's people oh, have been seeing that work that's so caring uh, yeah a handwritten note even you though you can automate those things it's still that thought uh, above the you know above and beyond just the norm and where most companies are trying their hardest to eliminate all human aspect of it, yeah. I think, uh, you know, I, I think really that's where the wins are going to be in those, like, how can we be the most human <laughs> and more than that, like care to give a good experience that would be above, you know, what people would expect. Oh yeah. Well, and I think the, the human side of it is really important because now, well, it's kind of funny because I think now AIs around you have kind of, uh, have a new appreciation for humans. Cause you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm talking to a person right now. And I think people need that. You know, they, they want that connection, especially when you're talking to a company, sure. customer service or, yeah. And I think we've all been kind of like, uh, trained to accept, you know, Oh, let me call up this giant corporation that has more money than God. And mm -hmm. I know I'm going to be, get sent to some call center in India or something. Yep. Like, yep. Okay. You have all the money. Like if anybody should be able to handle good customer care, it should be you guys. And you guys have kicked the yep. ball. <laughs> like, what's oh, going yeah. on? <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's, it's amazing to it really is this, you know, I worked for a company owned by a private equity uh, company. Mm -hmm. Right. And it became very apparent the focus, which was, um, let's, you know, once they built it to a certain amount, let's cut every single fat that we can everywhere, gut it as we can make it the barest minimum. 
the employees there become, you know, basically, you know, not a lot of opportunity for growth, but it doesn't matter. They could just grind them out. Yep. Um, and then let's cut support. Let's send it over abroad. Let's cut tech. Let's send it abroad. Um, and I just saw it happening as it was, you know, within that company. This was yeah, like six or seven years ago. Hmm. Um, and you just could see like they would bring in 10 people at a time, knock them out, you know, every Friday. They would start firing and cutting the, you know, trimming the fat up until it was barely able to survive. And everyone are just, um, yeah, suffering. you know, yeah. it's, and it's, and no one's winning from that. I mean, not one, you know, besides the shareholders for a while. Well, that, they sell it because it looks like it's making more money. <laughs> well, and that, and that's the way the whole kind of economy has been built. Cause if you think about a lot of times when they, yeah, and they used to come out with more records of the CEO hiring. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, this guy just got a bazillion dollars. And if even if he leaves after a year, he's still going to get a bazillion dollars. You're like, OK, well, if it was me and I knew that I could up the stock price by doing a bunch of stuff that didn't increase longevity of the company, but actually increase the stock price in the next six months, which is contract term, I would do whatever if I was a unethical, greedy person, right? Yes, and I'm sorry about the pop. God, that's all right. We got we got parent. We got, it looks uh, like we're we're aligned <laughs> with a lot of these things uh, this morning. Yeah. Well, it's but, funny too because the 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 there's a paradox between like your expectation of small business is that they're going to have mm, customer care. You yes. probably talk to the owner. Like you, yeah. you are going to demand everything of a small business, but when it comes to like a trillion dollar corporation, you're like, well. I can't get a hold of anybody at AT&T because they're too big. It's like That is such a good point, man. I mean, that is such a good point. The expectation is like, oh, they won't answer and they're like the giant conglomerate that yeah, can definitely like, oh, handle well, that's it. Understandable. It's like, that's... no. <laughs> we should be very upset when you your house burns down and you can't get the trillion dollar company to yeah. build it in less than 3 years like what's it's, going on and and i think that the the dangerous part of that is that some small business owners see the see that from the big ones and say oh i should be able to do the yeah. same and it's like no you can't um you can't literally can't afford to do that well i guess um, you could you could be like i'm gonna act like a big guy and be a jerk to my customers and rip them off and increase prices whenever i feel like it and right and then yeah, but you'll be dead. I mean, <laughs> you're in a local market where they're in the whole like country. They they know the numbers are in their favor because it's like I need this service. I need a phone, right? So yeah. you know, you're gonna work with whoever until um, you have a better option. So yeah, I completely. Oh, but it's car companies too, because I you know I I have Teslas and it, and you think like Tesla, well it's you know should be automated somewhat. Probably you know the cars are less technical, like less stuff can break. And so they must have like amazing customer care and stuff. And it's like, mm -hmm. no, no, we've had issues where you like, hey, oh, they're going to send somebody out to fix your door, which isn't closing right or whatever. And then they're like, well, I can't fix it. You got to bring it in. And so you end up doing oh, like yeah. laps I've, of effort. I've had way too much of that recently. <laughs> it's it's almost, it's really odd. It's a, we're in this very weird place where for some reason we've like, taught our economy and businesses that they can get away with not being very caring or not being very good at what they do even or just um and i'm not sure you know where or is it because did we stop suing each other or <laughs> no, i think we i think there was so degree, much but... 
there was so much money to go around for the longest time that everybody just said like, well, if you don't want to buy for me, like whatever, I'm going to get uh, yeah. this to buy for me. And so I think that it's become sense. this, you know, you don't have to be good because there's always going to be money, but now it's kind of like, there's not going to be money anymore. <laughs> so who, or, or you're just going to be more careful with your spending, right? You're going to say, well, I got to spend this money. I'm going to make sure that's the best quality product that it has a great warranty that they'll replace. Right. Cause I can't just buy another one. So I think it's, it's changing buyer habits too. For, that makes, you know, looking at the, definitely where the economy and what we're seeing that's working more on a guarantee side and all that jazz. Um, people are needing that assurance more and um, care to have a partner who's like, wait a minute, do you actually have a team or is it just you? Is it like a, what is this? Yeah. People are definitely more like afraid. Uh, I feel like, you know, in conversations with a lot of uh even clients, you know, it's kind of that all these elements. And it's funny because I've had a big mental shift around this. I used to be, and you'll find this funny because you'll be like, yeah, I mean, uh, we, a lot of us already know this very well, but <laughs> I was no. always like, oh, just direct response type stuff in branding. You know, I don't need to position myself as anything. I just got to good write a good ad or have a good sales pitch and I'm good to go. I mean, I think that works to an extent, but people start to, you know, when people are looking for more assurance, they're also looking you up a lot more and they mm. want to see what you're about and they want to see, wait a minute, wait, you know, if I'm going to invest this much with this person, um, are they, you know, just, did they just talk the talk? Are they walking the walk? Are they, um, and it's funny, I found myself uh, recently putting a lot more effort onto, okay, I'm going to start putting organic and figuring out my flow for that, mm. which I haven't done pretty much ever. Um, it was mostly been, you know, family stuff. Uh, yeah. But now I'm, I'm realizing, you know, something that, a lot of people have realized already a lot of time, but it was, it's a matter of, okay, I got to really make sure that I'm out there putting value so people can hear me, see me before they, um, if they feel the need to look me up, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I get it. This guy's yeah, a real deal. Well, I think now it's, uh, now people have started to do that again, where it's like, well, I hate to say it, but especially in marketing, like there's so many companies that have been burned by marketers where they hire oh, one firm. And they hire another firm. And I think what happened on that side, on the marketing side, is just a lack of cohesive strategy, where it's just like companies like, well, we need social media. So random social media firm. And then, oh, we need paid media, random paid media firm. Mm. And all of these firms have their own concepts of how things are done. And nobody's actually talking to, you know, the customer care department to find out what you actually sell or the sales team to find out what they actually need. And the man, uh, such you know, and I, I've worked for a decade within like companies, right? And I've hired, outsourced, and worked, and I've seen so often. I think it's like a combination of two main elements of things, right? It's like on the agency side, or on you know, on a consultant, they come in and they don't really know the full picture, and often a lot of them don't even try and figure out, no. like you know, talking. No, I mean, talking to their customers. Like, you know, that would be insane, like to figure out what they do and, you know, what their experience is like and what they care about. I mean, it's this whole, I don't know if it's ego or what it may be that we just can just, oh, I can just read the minds of the audience. And, you know, I think, it's, um, I think you just skip it. It's hard, you know, and, and honestly, yeah. like what we teach a digital marketer is like quick wins, mm -hmm. like get in there, 
get something done, like prove yeah. that you're valuable, and then you could do the stuff you're supposed to do. Not that we teach that, but like that's essentially what you have to do to keep a job. Yes. I mean, a hundred percent. I've seen it over and over again. And I think sometimes we get sucked into it too, because we love to do creative things and we love to, you know, do cool stuff. And sometimes they come with a request that may not be from thinness scope or the thing that you were supposed to do. So you're like, oh, sure, I'll get you that social post about whatever that has no impact <laughs> just because you really wanted it um, versus coming in as that expert and saying, no, this is what I'm here to do. Now, you know, I, when you want something done, sure, I'm still your team. However, uh, if we don't do this, that's not going to matter because in a month from now, you're going to come to me wondering about this, not about that, right? So it's kind of sitting that the business owners themselves are so all the shiny objects that we have today are, are incredible. And I think they think they need all these different stuff versus letting something sit for just a, a few months, even or a month or a few weeks, or you can turn on an ad and have success very quickly. If it works well, the offers well and everything's positioned. Now we still have to figure it out. I mean, and it may not, right. And you just may have to test and optimize for a moment. Um, so it's just that patience and that, you know, understanding everyone wants the quick win. So you have to get something. But you also have to, you know, people just have to get back into the other thing that things just take time. Like I wanted to believe that it takes two seconds, like my whole life. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it doesn't. Well, that was always the, you know, get rich <laughs> yeah. quick. Like I no. think kind of the the generation of that market. Yeah. Like, oh, That's, don't work like a jerk. You should yeah. only be working an hour a week and then you should go party for the rest of the time or some crap. <laughs> yeah. Well, all you need is a funnel. All you need is drop one well, the automation, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> ah. well, it just leads yeah. to bad business or temporary business. And I think everybody's kind of tired of temporary. You know, I think when I when I sold my company uh, 10 years ago, um, I, I was very short firm. I was like, well, I get a, uh, some money and I get a, you know, figure out something else and then then I'll figure out the next big thing. When now I look back, I'm like, oh, my gosh, if I had just kept on going. Like I could mm. have had a giant company by this point, like it, and it wouldn't have taken that long, <laughs> you know, because right. you think, oh, well, 10 years is a long time. It's like, yeah, 10 years. I haven't done any, like, I've done some things, but I haven't done anything that was as significant right. as that. And then right. what am I doing? <laughs> no, I was a major, I mean, that's, I mean, I, I, I feel similarity to you in that besides the building the really cool thing that sold <laughs> i was i was i was freelancing for a couple of years but i just never pushed growth i was very mature in my business mindset and i was comfortable i was like comfortable only because you know one much younger we weren't you know we were just uh, my wife was working um and i just could work two three hours a day servicing you know the five clients i needed um up until she went back to school i was like oh I need to actually, now there's no time to make that growth happen. I had two <laughs> years to like that I was coasting that yeah. was comfortable and we were doing okay. Um, and the reality is I could have pushed it way harder. And like, you know, again, like, you know, 10 years now, <laughs> yeah. you know, things yeah, that's, I think, a very natural way. Obviously you had a much, you know, a very, um, you know, big win there at that point. Well, so there, I had massive losses too. You know, it's kind sure. of... Uh, it, it was like two two cycles of business growth where it was like I built mm. something up and then catastrophically everything went wrong. And it's probably mm. it's happened throughout <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> through my failures. And I'm like, 
oh yeah that happened that sucked too <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that you can avoid it i mean if you're actually out there yeah. doing stuff and you're pushing the envelope and pushing the, your limits i don't know that it's uh, i don't know that there is a i thought i thought i was i was like ah, i've been in 10 years of doing stuff i've good company i just built a seven figure one in like eight months like for someone else <laughs> um you know but did all these things i was like oh yeah i got this um and you know we've talked about that but it's obviously you know ridiculous and it's still you go through the things that everyone goes through even though if you know the stuff that's really going through it sometimes and learning how it's going to work for you um it's you versus you yeah mainly um, well, right. I think your point about the, you know, the progression where it's kind of like if you aren't pushing it, right, if you're like, if you're coasting, if you're like, well, I'm doing pretty good, I'm just going to keep this going, like, it's, there's just no such thing. There's no such thing as coasting. Like, you're either growing or you're not growing, and then those are your two options, because the minute you st you get comfortable, you start getting behind, which I hate to say that, because I, I have had this realization over the last year, like, Maybe I don't want to work 24 mm -hmm. for the rest of my life. And maybe right. literally anything is better than work. If I could, and so now my goal is shifted from, <laughs> like, oh, let me grow something big or make money or do whatever to, yeah, could I make the most money by working the least. And that, it sounds like it's, it's like, oh, you're going to fluff up on work. It's like, no, I'm going to figure stuff out. <laughs> like, yeah and i'm sure you will if anyone will <laughs> i'm sure you can <laughs> yeah I, you know i've i've come to the you know when, when looking around about you know how people actually create the type of life or goals that i'm looking for it's not a lot of it's not even with the, the work i'm doing right now right so it's learning how to tap out tap in to those um existing things right i'm looking at it as a market i'm saying okay um, I know many marketing agency owners and I know a lot of marketing consultants now and, you know, the ones doing really good are doing good. Uh, but the ones who are part of something, selling a product, have percentages, have, you know, whatever it may be that can actually sell and they use that marketing for that. That's where the, the at least the economic potential is at for, you know, for, for I believe uh, people in my industry, I could be wrong. I think people can oh. have a lot of big retainers and a lot of big teams and a lot of big stuff, but that's not, again, I want, you know, to create something that's truly scalable and not like, Hey, I'm the number one plumbing agency and you work for, you have hundreds of agencies and the margins are, you know, 30% or whatever. And yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. You got to decide. You got to say like, I'm going to be the best in this tiny segment, which takes a lot of, um, you know, discipline because you have to say no to other money. Right. I think that's right. a, we always try to teach the niching, right? Like, well, you got a niche. And sure. like, but I serve 20 different industries. And you're like, no, you yeah. don't. You do a really mediocre job in 20 places. Like, what if you just said, hey, this is the opportunity. Be mature about it. Do the research and then say, this is the opportunity. It doesn't involve yeah. uh, trying to deliver every service ever. It's like For sure. this tiny part. Yeah. And what would you enjoy like actually doing or marketing, right? Like I come, you know, the, the facility I built was, a, you know, one of the world's most advanced kind of biohacking facilities, <laughs> right? Um, and we took it during the pandemic, you know, we <laughs> took it to like 88 and recurring within the seven to eight months, right? Um, and that was, 
fun, like the machines and, and selling those things and the, the life it can provide people. And that's why I love the meds, you know, more on the biohacking and wellness side of things, but meds often comes with it. Not because I don't like meds, but I just like to give people more of a holistic way of, of feeling better about themselves. Um, and I think there's a lot of power in these tools that we're using, those cold plunges that I know you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been doing as well. <laughs> um, you know, it's a good, uh, there's so much power there, you know? No, well, I think what you've done is actually find, you know, a space that you like, you're helping people. So it's serving multiple facets of, of your kind of personal objectives, which I think is the best way to do it because you have to feel good about what you're doing. Otherwise you're either going to do a bad job at it or you're just not going to be interested enough to make it succeed. And so you know, I think you've done an excellent job of combining those two, two facets. I do want to yeah. cover your biggest win and your biggest failure. of Sure. Tennessee. So, sure. So on, on the, the recap of the, the biggest win is definitely just working with, uh, with digital marketer in the community and getting to the opportunity to speak in, in traffic and conversion. I'm uh, beyond excited for that. I mean, I think it's really, it's very meaningful to me to be able to share some stuff and also just the people who uh, put trust in me to deliver to their audience. You know, I, I, I see that, you know, when you message me for some, uh, you know, thoughts, <laughs> I'm like, all right, here, let's send it out, see what happens. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm very honored and I'm very excited for it. So that's a, I would say top win uh, for awesome. sure. Love that. And uh, love that I contributed to it a little bit. That's, that's awesome. But you're awesome. You know, everybody thinks that I do things for them, but I'm like, I'm only doing this because you're really good. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're a good person. You have good content. Like, it's not like a, a handout, you know? So no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate, I appreciate that. <laughs> Although, you know, I, I figured you're, you know, when I met you too, I was like this, you know, you're not the type of person to just do something for whatever it's, you know, it's gotta, oh no, it's gotta, uh, yeah, million it's gotta make sense. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, but biggest way. loss, biggest yeah, loss. I won't, I won't circle around it <laughs> anymore. <laughs> well, the biggest loss is, um, is that, so this is, you know, this is where we'll go into a bit of a different facet of this, but uh, biggest loss, obviously, so for people listening, you know, I'm obviously, my accent is from Israel. I was born, you know, in the United States. I was raised out there. Um, the biggest loss was, um, you know, October 7th events that happened um, was something that shook me to my core um, and made me, I mean, I, it's hard for me to even put into words the feelings that I had. You know, I was in 2014. I got out of there as a soldier. I, I fought in Protective Edge as a uh, combat medic in a special forces unit. Um, I left the military with some PTSD and things of that nature that weren't ideal. I uh, was able to overcome most of those challenges within a year. Um, and then after that, it's now or has been a part of my history. Um, and when all this went down and the pain and the loss and, and all that, I wanted to launch something to help from what I could from here, which was a newsletter. Um, and got some support on it from a lot of great people. Um, but I kept on getting into this loop in my mind that would be very, very difficult for me to get out of um, PTSD-wise, um, where I just shut down and was unable to take it to the finish line. Um, and it's still, you know, it's funny. I went into my MailChimp account and I saw that people even started to, there's people signed up waiting for me to pull the trigger. <laughs> um, and 
although it's the biggest loss of 2023 because I didn't pull through on it in something that's very meaningful to me. Um, and I, you know, was met with that resistance. Um, I'm hoping that it would be a, it's going to be a win in 2024. That's awesome. Well, I'm sure it will be. And that's the thing. It's like, you, you don't have to succeed in any time frame, really. <laughs> you know, there's no, uh, uh, there's no, sure. as long as you do it at some point, I think as I've gotten older, I've kind of realized that like, you know, all these, uh, time frames I put or requirements I put on myself are just, you know, whatever it's ego. Most of the time, like, well, I want it done now. It's like, oh, it's going right. to take a while. And, and then there's nothing wrong with that because it'll probably be better at the end. Right. And until you're all in, how are you going to, how is it going to do great anyways? So I do think, right. that, you know, that's sort of a win that you, you started the process and you got through another difficult time and, you know, you're going to do even more next year. The only reason I like yours really is just because you get to put a deadline on it. <laughs> It's all made it's up. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it is interesting because you can have a deadline um, any moment. Actually, one of my newest productivity hacks that's changed like the game for me in a really big way relates a lot to time. Uh, kind of, I'm calling it the, you know, I had a lot of thoughts of the, um, you know, what makes a sports game so efficient and good and people actually care. Right. And we talk about in Digital Marketer, right. We talk about the scorecard. You got to know if you're winning or not. Uh, but that also comes down to what happens every day. Um, and what I've been doing is really cool. I use my stream deck to have like a day a timer of like, eight, you know, when I start the work day of just a whole day, like an eight hour block. <laughs> yeah. um, just the overall, the aspect of the, you know, what, what I found is that I, I really liked it when I tried this thing called focus blocks a while back and it was a, like an hour at a time. They guide you through this focused kind of hour of, of, you know, write your priority for the hour you're on zoom with other people mm -hmm. and you put an hour of work in and it's really cool and it kept me accountable in a really cool way but what i've learned is that i suck at time quite a lot <laughs> like i don't know like my whole like knowing how to gauge time is just really not my not my thing apparently um so what i've been doing is just setting a timer for today calling kind of like the daily game right so um, and it's measured by, this is, you know, I have, let's say eight hours and I don't, you know, I work probably more like, like 12 to 14, but at least I have my eight that are um, when yeah. I show up to the office in the morning and then until my like evening break with my family. Nice. Um, so eight hours and it's just going down throughout the day, right? It's ticking down and basically I always know where I'm at. And then every hour I have another timer next to it that gives me my hourly kind of focus. I focus, okay, what's my priority? Basically the points of, you know, Am I winning is by things I get done within the hour. So basically just gamify that aspect for, for time. So I know always, okay, there's six hours left, four hours left, two hours left. And I kind of have that pressure of, you know, it's game time. Oh, I love that. Well, and having that kind of task list, cause I'm, I'm the same, well, I'm just distracted. I'll actually have like 10 windows open with 10 different projects on them. Mm -hmm. I have a second mm -hmm. computer I use a lot of times cause I'm like oh, yeah. back and forth. But uh, yeah, if you just have that, go you know, the, I think the hourly deadline is perfect because you can't really do anything significant in less than an hour anyways. So, you know, scheduling the time, I, I think that's a great tip. Yeah, and realizing that you're bad at time. That's also hard. <laughs> Man, if that was, you know, I've, this is what I've learned also. This is why I was like a bad employee and a bad, you know, I, I've just, I am more about the, you know, I'm, I need to build stuff. I need to to build stuff and launch stuff and sell stuff, market stuff. 
um, any of like the day-to-day operational stuff. It's just not my strong suit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like a, um, I was only a good employee because I had those big wins every now and then. Yeah. Like on a daily day stuff, I wouldn't, that wasn't just my, I wasn't very good at that. And every now and then they would just catch up with me, all these little things that I should have oh, been doing. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I, I got to go elsewhere. Um, uh, until I figured out that I need to hire help for that portion of me that's not that good or just embrace that I'm just more on the side of the, the creative building side rather than the operational day-to-day side. And I don't know time very well. So, okay, here's a system to help with that <laughs> to oh, make that's... sure that it gets done. Well, that, that's fantastic. because I've, I've gone through that same uh, process as well. Kind of had to realize, kind of accept, like, I'm not good at this. There's other people who can do better at it. Or the last side is just, you know, the perfectionism where you're like, well, I have mm-hmm. to because I'm the one that's the best at it. And it's like, no, yeah. you let that go. And you got to say, <laughs> it's not going to be perfect. Somebody else doing it. But because they did it, you were able to do these 50 other things, which actually were better anyways. <laughs> we are definitely aligned on, on that because that's a, <laughs> a big, I'll just do it myself. I'll do it better and faster. And the reality is it's not faster if you never get to it. No. Or you just do it once and then you never yeah. have time to do it. So you stop doing it, which is, you know, I think for marketing and, and everything that we've kind of talked about is about longevity. It's not about, hey, can I make a buck in the next few weeks or something? It's like, no, what can you make that's going to sustain you for a significant amount of time? And if it doesn't have that potential, should you actually be doing it anyways? And it's like, right. Unless you need it right now, then probably not. You should probably systematize, come up with your your long-term thing, and you're good to go. Well, thank you so much, Aton. This has been a great talk. Thank you for uh, opening up about the the wins and the failures, because I think that's uh, important. And it's important for everybody to realize that, you know, no loss is actually a loss until it's realized, which is something you learn in town. <laughs> or stock market trade. Fair enough. You, know, you haven't lost Fair anything enough. yet. So no. uh, just got to keep on going. So thank you so much. Yeah. I really appreciate your time. Uh, we're gonna thank you, too. Talk about you? Uh, well, you can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram, Ethan Pollinger, just uh, E-T-A-N, Pollinger. And I'll, uh, you know, happy to connect over there. Awesome. Well, definitely going to have you on again. Thank you so much for coming on. Just for the listeners yeah. out there, uh, what you heard were some uh, dad, dadding in the background <laughs> for both eight times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dogs around. Yeah. That's uh, that's real life. So uh, thank you yeah. so much. I really appreciate your time. No, thank you, man. Um, and we should definitely do this again in a, in a capacity where, we, <laughs> where we're we're more on our, I think, but this is good. I think it's fun ah, to, you know, see our human, our humans side where, you know, babies are in the background or kids or whatever. It's just part of the, part so of the reality of, of things. Instead of the, you know, quiet studio, we each have the gorgeous vacation background. Yeah, I know. We're doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like that. Yeah, it seems, it seems like, it seems like it. <laughs> There's some upsides yeah. to all the struggle. <laughs> that when you look at these backgrounds i would say so yeah we should uh you know work uh, yeah next time i'll go to a beachy spot and he goes to a wintery spot to i thought yeah. it's next week for me we're headed out to big boy so oh <laughs> nice okay. awesome man all right well um, thank you so much for listening this has been podcast mark uh tune in next time for more random conversations that sort of have a point towards the end all right